Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 283 of We Podcast, and we know things where we recap all of the week's nerdy news. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me is almost always the best damn voice in the business, Sam Maturo, attorney at law. Who knew we were getting another Shrek sequel? But let's get started. I'm psyched. <laughs> let's go kill some birds. I'm psyched. Uh, huge episode for you. It was a fun episode before today, which is Thursday, May 19th. Happy birthday, Anthony Pino. Um, hey, boy. And uh, yeah, it was a fun day and it was going to be a fun show. And then Thursday afternoon happened and a giant bomb news bomb hit in the tv space so much so that we moved tv up from the middle to the top of the show and made it the lead story of the pod so we'll talk about that in just a moment we got our picks of the week tonight we got our trivia 10.5 for me nine for sam we'll start it off in that tv space where a marvel character that we hoped would make a return to tv in the mcu is getting his own show again uh, <laughs> we have the trailer breakdown for she hulk attorney at law including the release date we have the trailer breakdown for the boys season three trailer number two the debut trailer for the resident evil netflix series the one with the wesker twins yes i am looking forward to that an update for the release date on a letter kenny spinoff before sam takes it over in gaming where we have a butt plug ton yep that's right <laughs> Worth of news. We know the introductory lineup of games for PlayStation Plus. We now know a couple Xbox exclusives. The main two Xbox exclusives for 2022 are no longer coming in 2022, thus damning Xbox to hell for this year. What a terrible year mm. it has to be for Game Pass users and Xbox players myself included. Uh, we have the NPD for April, the best-selling games of April. We have 10 minutes of new footage for Mario Strikers Battle League coming in just a few weeks, June 10th. The first footage, looking forward to that. Uh, we have Maze N64 game coming to Nintendo Switch Online. Uh, news about the Dead Space remake, Fall Guys, Pokemon Home, Silent Hill, The Last of Us, Final Fantasy VII, and Need for Speed. All that in the gaming section alone tonight. We are going to talk so much gaming. I cannot wait. In movies, we have Top Gun Mavericks review, uh, update on the Wonder Twins movie, and an Ocean Eleven's prequel not named Ocean's 8. That's weird. Looking or forward to that. Or 10 or <laughs> something. Uh, and uh, definitely looking forward to that. Before we go with our top three favorite things about the carnival. Yeah, that's right. The carnival. Sam and I were supposed to be there as we speak, probably on our way home, as a matter of fact. But uh, we couldn't go tonight. We'll go tomorrow. And uh, or at least I will. I don't know if Sam's going to join. I hope you do. Um, Papa Dukes and Mama Dukes going to be there. So hopefully you do. Oh, and I love we, that. Yeah, our week. It's the first time you've seen my dad since the accident. So I hope I hope you can make it. I think. Yeah, it's the first time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Happened during the pandemic. So there's no way you would have seen him. Yeah, maybe not in a yeah. while. The and uh, Sam will bring us home with a weekly wad of spotlight. Let's not waste any more time. Let's start where we customarily do <sighs> our picks of the week. Right. I have to jump right in it because I really didn't see anything too much. But I, I got to go with Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. I, I think this is one that I think you want to try to get get to the movie, see this on the big screen. Because if you saw the first Doctor Strange, I think you you kind of know what you're getting then maybe add it a little bit considering you have a, a character who can literally just portal through you know 
each dimension. You know what I mean? America Chavez. Um, but I, I truly like this movie. I, I would say a lot better than the first because I, I did enjoy the first one, but I thought this one was just a little bit better. Sam Raimi definitely brought his take to it. Cumberbatch was still, you know, still fantastic. But I think Elizabeth Olsen really kind of stole the show for me as Wanda Maximoff. She just, you know, coming from a person who didn't like WandaVision, just, you know, this was this was the Wanda that I wanted. If you're going to show the Scarlet Witch, this is the type of show movie that I want to see. Mm. And I thought she was great. The supporting cast was great. Uh, my favorite movie, I can't, you didn't see it yet, right? No, we were about to, but I decided against it. <clears throat> yeah, so I, I ain't got no spoilers, but we know that the Illuminati's in it. And I just know my favorite scene is basically when Scarlet meets them. That is my absolute favorite scene of the movie. I think it's fantastic. You get some new and old faces show up during that movie. Some, some better than others, some I really didn't care for, but so, some... Some was a, it was a, a pleasant surprise that it wasn't picked up. It wasn't spoiled anywhere. So when I first saw it, I was completely like, oh, shit, I was actually shocked for once. I wasn't distracted by a stupid spoiler or someone randomly on Twitter posted right for, as I'm walking fucking out my door like Star Wars. So <clears throat> the movie, it, it, it's it's pretty well received. It's got 74% of Rotten Tomatoes. It, it's about to cross $720 million worldwide on a $200 million budget. So. You know they're going to make a sequel. I think even at the, at the end, two end credit scenes, Doctor Strange will be back. There's no doubt about it. Um, it, it, it definitely, it's, I feel like Marvel is kind of, they prove to you that some movies that you still have to release in the theaters because that's where you make your money. Yeah, streaming's great and everything, but when you're making $720 million and it's only been, two weeks in theaters. I mean, that, that just goes to show you that you cannot, you know, forget about movies. But again, whether, you, you know, my, my, me and my girl seen it, she didn't understand it too much. She was confused as hell. But if, if, if you watch the shows, the movies, I, I don't think you'll be confused at all. But definitely try to, to see this one in the theaters and experience it on IMAX. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. My pick of the week is going back to the television space and FX show currently streaming on Hulu. It's got two episodes left. It's something that I didn't know about until about a month before its release, maybe two. So it kind of caught me by surprise. I think I learned about it in February or so. It, it's premiered in April um, and I'm finally dove into it and I'm, I've binged it and I've caught up to episode, the end of episode five. It's got two more weeks left. Uh, it's called Under the Banner of Heaven, uh, starring Andrew Garfield um, as a... Utah, Salt Lake City, Utah detective. As a matter of fact, he's a Mormon. Um, and there is a very, very grisly murder of fellow Mormons, a, a mom and a 15-month-old girl who are beheaded. And it's up to him to solve the murder. However, the LDS community, extremely tight, extremely devout, and he has to wrestle between being a part of that community while also solving this mystery and like there's this big family that's involved and they're like the the Kennedys of Utah is is said. So like it's pretty wild. Um, I love it. And I'm normally not a fan of when shows bring religion to it. However, if that show is centered around religion, I like it. For example, Midnight Mass last year. For example, 
this show here. When a show like Dexter just randomly in season six brings in religion and makes it the central theme, and it didn't at all. As a matter of fact, it was almost anti that for five seasons. Then I have a little bit of struggle connecting with that season. However, because this kind of brings in the Mormon religion and the LDS community kind of at its core, boy, I love a murder mystery. I love a whodunit. I like Andrew Garfield a lot. The supporting cast is great. Callie, the daughter um, in Yellow Jackets, she's in it. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Oh, my goodness. Sam Worthington, Tyler St. Pierre, Daisy Edgar Jones, Wyatt Russell, who plays um, uh, Joe Walker in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Gil Birmingham, Rohad Mead, um, Denise Go, Billy Howell, Chloe Pierre. You also know uh, Rory Culkin, Christopher Heyerdahl, uh, who played the, the he was the sheriff in Peacemaker, who ended up getting killed, the, the guy sheriff, and then came back. With the he he didn't get killed he got the butterfly in the mouth. Gotcha. I think he was like the first one. Um, so yeah, really, really, really good show. Underrated cast. I'm learning a lot. I'm also frightened to hell because of the way they use it and uh, kind of religion to tell its story. I think it's fantastic, and I think everybody should watch it. It is seven episodes. They are currently through episode five, which was easily the best one, both critically and, quite frankly, uh. I thought it was fantastic. Um, I was on the edge of my seat. And so it's really, really good. If you like murder mysteries, whodunits, stories around religion. If you liked Midnight Mass, I won't give away the spoiler there. Sans the supernatural elements, this show is for you. Under the banner of heaven, Andrew Garfield is a Mormon cop. Never thought I'd say I'd dig it, but I do. Trivia here, 10.5 for me, 9 for you. I'm going to give you a chance. I need up. it, or that's it for me. I think this is a toughie, but a but like a doable toughie. Like I feel like you will probably know it. All right. So, but maybe with answers. Okay, you ready? Let's go. To go with our carnival theme, top three at the end of the show. Here's a carnival question for you. Kinda. Only two things scare Austin Powers: carnies, small hands, smell like cabbage. And what? It's been a while since I've seen Austin Powers. I'm not going to lie. Do I go with the obvious answer? No. I don't. Don't go. I don't know. I made that up. I don't know what your obvious answer is. Well, the the most. (sighs) I'm just going to say clowns. No, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and give you the answers anyway. Just for just for shits and giggles. Uh, is it nuclear war? Is it time travel? Is it people who wear sandals with jeans? Or is it machine gun jubblies? Well, I, I think it's C. The sandals and jeans? It's nuclear war. Is it nuclear war? Yeah. Yeah. He says, he's talking to Basil and he says, only two things scare me, Basil. Nuclear war and what's the other thing? Carnies. Small hands. Smell like cabbage. Wow. Classic nineteen ninety seven cheese. I like that. It's been, it's been many years since I've seen that movie. I might as well just default to the answers because this is an opportunity for me to win. Yeah, this is a video game question. Oh shit! Right in my wheelhouse. In a link to the past. Oh god. How much does a blue potion cost at the witch's shop? No clue. I'm somewhere between five, ten, twenty, and fifty. Go ahead. I need the. You answer. have. 
A, 100, B, 120, C, 140, Ooh. D, 160. And these well, are in rupees. Yeah, yeah, I think. Um, well, 100, I believe, is is bigger than what I said. So I have no clue. I'm going to go with 100 because that seems logical. I don't know. Go ahead. I'm going to go with 100 rupees. Incorrect. It was 160. Oh. Because that shucks. healed your heart and your. Oh, your hearts and your. Um, and your magic meter. Magic. Yeah. Wow. Good question. Okay. All right. I, I needed it. So thank God I stumped it. Where'd you come up with that one? Sometimes I just bump into a random ass question once. I'm like, you know, eh, yesterday I think I found it. I don't know. I, I don't know how the fuck I found the question. God damn. But I, st- I stumbled into it. All right, Sam, we are going to move into the television space to start the show tonight with an incredible story that we're going to spend quite a bit of time talking about, at least hopefully, uh, because I'm excited to hear your thoughts. I, I hope they're positive. I have a sneaky suspicion that they are. Variety is reporting that a new Daredevil series is in the works at Disney+. Plus. I mean, this should not be any surprise at all especially if you watch the hawkeye series on disney plus especially if you've seen spider-man no way home then that really tells you everything you need to know but you know i'm a little worried you know it's it's disney plus is that's, it going that's to, true that's a fair you know, point is it going to give us that gritty daredevil that we had or are they going to kind of prep us before it comes out okay hey we know what we had before this is going to be something a little bit different it's going to be dialed back like, I feel like if they do that, like, they have to, like, pre-warn us a little bit. They can't just, you know, we're, we're, if they don't say nothing, we're going to expect this violent hallway fight scene. If they don't say something to, you know, hedge our expectations, I think they're in trouble here. The thing you have going for you is that the original is on Disney+, Plus, so they're not necessarily afraid to put that type of content on their service. They did it because, well, Netflix made it, so it's not like, you know, that's that's the scary part is that Disney+, Plus isn't just housing it. They're basically funding and creating the project. And that's like, uh Oh, um, I'm with you knowing that moon Knight should have been darker, grittier, more MA, as opposed to a very, very, very PG 13 max, like a light PG 13. There just wasn't much to it in terms of dark, gritty adult themed, violent language stuff. Um, now knowing that the next couple series we're getting is miss Marvel, which is, not going to be adult themed and uh, uh uh what's the other one she hulk attorney at law which is just not going to be like wow the lawyers though the lawyers are doing well at marvel she hulk yeah. and, and we're going to get charlie cox in or matt murdoch i should call him we're going to get him in that show because it's the two marvel lawyers like they're yeah. going to cross over and, and and that's been rumored from everyone's like we're, we're going to get he said Matt Murdock in she we have to. Of course they're not gonna show us that in the trailer. And I don't blame them. Like, you know, keep keep something on the wraps. Yeah, I mean Matt Murdock did make a return somewhere in the MCU. We won't spoil where, but um it's been a while now. It's been six months, so hopefully you've had a chance to check that out. But there's a lot of positive response. You have some good some good names. Matt Corman, Chris Ord attached to write the prod uh, project, executive produce. Um what else we got? I'm, I'm on the um, I'm on the article from Variety. Um, Marvel's not really announced it yet. Reps for Corman declined to comment. Marvel Studios do not comment on projects in development. Corman and Ord most famously co-created the USA Network series Covert Affairs. So that's their big claim to fame is Covert Affairs. Never um, watched it. 
They most recently worked as EPs and showrunners of the NBC dramas The Enemy Within and The Brave, as well as Containment on The CW. Have you watched any of those? I did not, my friend. So that's really all we know. I would imagine that at the next Disney celebration or whatever they call it, D23, um, where they announce a lot of their new projects, I'm sure that's where we'll get this. So that's going to be this year. I think that's going to be later in the summer. Um, let me see if there's a date for D23 2022. And and can you believe that it's come October? It'll be four years since season three of Daredevil dropped. Jeez Louise. Four years. Oh, wow. It's late. D23 will be September 9th, 10th, and 11th. So expect an announcement for this in September. A formal- They may come out earlier, and they may say, all right, like, it, the cat's out of the bag. Variety reported on it. But Marvel doesn't tend to comment on things that are not official yeah. yet. So maybe they're just waiting and waiting and waiting. Because by then, what do you got? She-Hulk comes out. Well, we'll talk about that. Comes out yeah. the month before. And if that's six episodes, let's say, and he makes an appearance in, let's say, episode four or five, that literally gives you he makes his appearance in that show and then he gets announced the next day. They literally could have picked that day to coincide that release date for that show to coincide with his appearance to then coincide with the announcement of the show. That would not shock me yeah. in the least. Yeah. And and the, what the earliest that we're going to get the show is 2023 at the absolute earliest. Absolute earliest. This is a 2024 project, maybe 2025. You have a lot of things in the pipeline coming. We got our first look at the Echo show. Marvel's finally getting back into theaters. So I would expect them to kind of take that a little bit slower on the TV front. Um, We'll get it. I don't think this is probably till 2024 because I don't think they've started because they literally just said they're attached to write, which means they haven't written it yet. So I wouldn't be shocked if it's early 25, but my guess would be oh. mid to late 2024. It's probably two years away. Yeah, so, th- so then it would be a, a six year gap since we've seen, you know, from season three to this. Does Kingpin make an appearance in Echo? Because I don't think he's dead. You don't think he's dead from the end of Hawkeye. Does he make an appearance in Echo? I, th- I think he kind of has to. Yeah, and that if- kind of satiates uh, that kind of satiates the appetite for the for those characters because I think Kingpin will obviously be back in this Netflix yeah, series. Yeah, I don't know what to yeah, what we, to agree, we, but we can't wait till twenty twenty four to see Wilson Fisk again. But you would you I mean? like a would you like a new big bad because it's literally been Will uh, Kingpin no, no, like I, everything. I I would like him like mentioned in it, but I don't want it centered around him like i want her to get in trouble wherever she goes next like i you know what i mean i want him to be like the side villain i'm talking uh in in this new daredevil show would oh, you well, want him if, yeah if, would you if, want him to be the centered villain well i at that point i think i still want like kingpin kind of like climbing the ladder i'd rather either see him kind of if you remember the ending of season three of no I, don't. I, have, I haven't seen it so don't tell me anything yeah so i, I would just say bullseye i feel like if they're going to do anything, it's going to be something towards that, or if they, it, or if they do the Midnight Suns, and then it's Moon Knight, you know, Blade, yeah. then it's everybody, then it's then it's fucking. I'm shocked amazing. that Daredevil had a Toy Story crossover. You're saying Bullseye? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <Sorry>. Bullseye. <laughs> Ride like the wind, Bullseye. Sorry, it's, yeah, it's, it's I, Woody's horse. I, you know, just making. I, 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 I got it. Joke. I was like. You hit me thinking, like, shit, did I say the wrong villain? But no, no it's I got, Disney. I got, I got what you're saying. It's all Disney, though, so it would make sense. Yeah. They're technically, I guess, in the same universe. Um, I wouldn't mind if he's like the the overarching big bad, but they have like other villains under him that we can kind of see more and showcase more. 
Um, you know, him being that overarching, like looming presence, I feel like could be good for the show. I just don't want it to be revolving around him as the main bad guy. There's well, three seasons of that already. Well, you got to think he's, he's going to be recovering. So I feel like he's going to be down for a little while. You know what I mean? If they're getting popped in the eyes, I, I feel like you deserve a little bit of a rest. Yeah. And if he is the, if he is the villain in the echo show, he could be again, a villain or making his way. Cause like you said, kind of making that comeback. In the Echo show, there's a ton of potential here, but I again agree with you that because it's Disney making the show as opposed to Netflix that does give me pause or cause for concern. As a matter of fact, I didn't even think about that until you raised that concern a few moments ago when we started this discussion. So you, you have a good point. I mean, I, I wish I didn't have to make that point, but, you know, again, with, with Disney being so kid friendly, unless they, unless, you know, Disney kind of literally says it's all holds bar. I mean, I, I, I saw that Disney recently acquired a deal for uh, the Rocks XFL. So that's going to be an ESPN, Disney Plus. So I was like, okay, so a little violent sport action. So maybe they're kind of working their way a little bit to hopefully one day accept that a rated R on Disney Plus. You know, Star is out there in other countries. It's not here in America yet. If that does pick up steam where we have lost and other adult-oriented content, that is a place where you can put a, a Daredevil show and make it a Star exclusive on Disney+. Plus. And maybe you need parental controls or whatever that is. And they yeah. can make that leap into adult-themed content or adult-oriented content with their own original programming. And that's what I'm really looking forward to. If maybe yeah. Star is successful, makes its way over to the States and we can kind of get that established. Cause again, we have two years who the hell knows yeah. a what Disney plus is going to look like in two years and B how much it's going to cost. But, yeah. uh, I, I think there's room for hope. Here's what I'll say. Cautiously optimistic. Yeah. And I mean, the one thing you can hang your coat on is Charlie Cox is, is back. He was to me, it's, it's still the best Disney live action show. Daredevil is still the, the peak and that's what they have to beat. You know, maybe there could be cameoed. Is John Bernthal going to continue the Punisher? They kind of continue that because we haven't heard nothing about that. I heard him; he was just on Joey Diaz's podcast, John Bernthal, and he was like, he loved the Punisher. He's like, I didn't, I didn't hear anything yet. He said, but we'll see what happens. So, yeah. All right. Anything else that you want to add to the Daredevil talk before we move on to the next story? No. Let's let's jump in. We had mentioned it as a potential tie-in, as a potential uh, crossover. You could get a cameo of him in the She-Hulk Attorney at Law series. And I mentioned the show may have gotten a release date centered around uh, the timing for the Daredevil debut. It don't It would not shock me if She-Hulk Attorney at Law dropping August 17th leads pretty damn smooth into the Daredevil announcement. But that's yeah. it. August 17th coming to Disney+. Plus. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm more shocked that it had nine episodes. Yeah, that's kinda, crazy. I thought it would only be six. It's kind of you know, just kind of like, well, it's half hour as opposed to longer, and it's more of like an attorney, a client of the week kind of courtroom comedy thing. So it actually doesn't shock me because they have a lot more material and they have less time. So like, less I, I time forgot for it was. I forgot it was uh, thirty minutes. So that, yeah. that's that's actually great. I'll take it. So, I, 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 I like shorter shows. I really do. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm looking forward to it. You know, there's, there's, uh, you know, Mark Ruffalo, Tim Roth, obviously back as Abomination. We haven't seen him since Edward Norton's The Hulk, which I still think is the best Hulk. And we're getting Benedict Wong. As, yeah, he's you know, the Sorcerer again. Supreme. My God. Uh, the best scene in Shang-Chi is when him and Abomination are sparring. So I hope that that com- continues 
um, in this. I, you know, we got Frogman in the trailer, so we did get a trailer. It was a fun trailer, albeit, you know, I did not see a ton of discourse around the CG um, of the trailer, and I was texting you about it independently, not knowing that that was a very hot topic on Twitter, basically yeah. saying, like, this looks like horse shit. And then I go, uh, we got an IG DM from one of our listeners, and he mentioned the CG, so I was like, all right, let me go check it out. And boy, what a what a hot topic on Twitter is the CG of this show, and it didn't look good i won't even say great it didn't even look good so are you is there cause for concern here that they don't have enough time where they may not touch that up you know what it reminded me of an ig filter i can totally see that yeah because like sometimes it looked like her face was slightly like out of sync and slightly like almost lifted off of her body like it looked like a green suit like a green screen almost over her like, I did, totally like it was, it was it. like it was disneyfied like a it was More worse. Cartoony. It was worse than Disneyfied. Avatar looks better than this, and Avatar's ten. Oh my god! It's yeah. a it's a huge budget film as opposed to a, a TV series. I get that too. And but even he, the Hulk he, looked a little wonky, though. I, I would say, yeah. I, I like. I don't know. She Hulk. It looked like she skipped leg day. I I I would expect She Hulk to be a, l- a little bit more you know, a little bit more muscular, that, that'd be, again, minor nitpick, but to me, my, my major one was the CGI. When, I just thought it, it looked like it stood out, and it just, you looked at it like, it, like, it didn't look right. Like, again, it doesn't come out for a couple months. They There's still time to touch up. I hope they do some touch-ups, because after all this negative feedback, if they do nothing, I think that's a huge mistake. After... um after like her and the Hulk do like a double jump and Hulk lands in a superhero pose, she just kind of lands on all fours and it looks so weird. She looks like anybody out there who plays Resident Evil. She looks like uh, Mrs. Baker, the spider boss villain from Resident Evil 7. If you knew what I was talking about, you know that it's hilarious. Um, I think Tatiana Maslany is going to be fine. I think she's really good. I like Orphan Black quite a lot, as a matter of fact. I think she's a really good actress, and I'm looking forward to this role and her in it. What I'm not looking forward to at this time is her in the CG Hulk uh, 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 attire, if you will. I, I like that Frogman's getting his day in the sun. She has her main villain who shows up in the courtroom at one point. Hulk's in it, clearly. I just... Again, I'll stay cautiously optimistic, just like I am yeah. with Miss Marvel. I'm fine with that show too, um, especially if there's going to be a courtroom comedy. I love courtroom shows; I really do. I love courtroom movies, especially because um, they're a little bit more drawn out. But like, I am in on this for now. I'll get over the look. I'm a Nintendo fan. Graphics aren't everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, so I'll, I'll give you that. And her her main villain is Tatiana. She's the rival. She Hulk just says, you know, incredible strength. So yeah. like that, that'll be cool. I'm, 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 I think I'm more excited to see Tim Roth because I really liked him as an abomination. Like the Hulk with, with Norton is, is like a guilty pleasure. Like I, I truly really like that film. So I'm, it's I'm the glad first MCU back. movie. <sighs> first MCU movie. So, I mean, it's, it's official canon, you know? Yeah. Uh, did you watch any of like the trailer breakdowns, either Ryan or Charlie or anybody? I, I think when it first came out, but I, I don't remember anything they said. <laughs> you watch yeah. so much of that. But the one thing I did see is when you see um, uh, Bruce Banner Hulk, his arms healed. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, I wonder what, what they did with that. Maybe how did he, his arm heal? Did he do something else? Like, I, I'm just over the, 
Professor Hulk. I think that's to me that's not my Hulk. Like I, I don't want that. Like I don't want just to have a smart nerdy Hulk. I want I want Hulk smash. That's what I want. That's yeah, but but smart Hulk gives you lines of dialogue and makes Mark Ruffalo worth it. So I wouldn't expect you're going to get it. Yeah, which, frankly, to, which to me is you ruin Hulk. It's like so you sacrifice Hulk. Like you kind of even with Thor. I love like I I love the first Thor. The funny Thor. It's like but they turned Thor into like this, you know this this comedy, which in the comics Thor is not like it. It's it, it they changed Thor, so it's like they just kind of marvelified it. Mm-hmm. Um, are you are you? I know you're gonna watch it, but is this something like you're? actively excited for yeah i'm I'm, i I like i shield this to me this is like the last big creation that stan lee had and i believe it was 1980 when her first appearance stan lee just signed a deal well his estate just signed a deal for him to return to marvel projects but in like digital form kind of like uh they did with luke skywalker and mandalorian and stuff yeah i mean it it, it makes sense i mean like you said we're getting a a stupid obscure character like frogman was probably the only time we're ever going to see this freaking villain and that's the cool part about shows like this is it gives you an opportunity for those lesser known heroes those like that's like a great hero you know what i mean like the the guy who's like in the back and no one cares about him but six people i'd be the seventh like i I, that's kind of where i'm at in life is i've always kind of strewn that way like Who's the one that nobody really knows and likes? I like that person. So Frogman yeah. looks cool. I mean, his, his, his dad's suit. He's got springs on his feet. I can relate. So I'm with you. I wear springs on my feet. I'm 5'6". <laughs> I, I, I got to deal with that. I see the, the trailer was viewed 78 million times in 24 hours. Wow. That's so it's, 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 it's a good sign. That's a really good sign. I mean, it's the show still. The problem is the show's still three months away. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, I mean, that's the problem. I, I the only thing I hear people talk about the show is how bad the CGI is. Like, I, yeah, there's nothing else people, to complain about. It was cute I, and charming, well, well, and you know, it just it, looks yeah, weird. Yeah, but I, I haven't, I haven't heard people like ecstatic about. Oh my god, I can't wait to watch. Everyone's like, yeah, I'm gonna watch. Like me, like yeah, I'm gonna watch the show. Like you know what I mean? I'm not like but, amped about it. Okay, but can I offer a counterpoint? Of course. Oh, a view is a view. Doesn't sure. matter how enthusiastic. A view so, is a view. And once you start watching it, if you like it, you'll start. If you don't, I mean, you'll stop. I mean, I mean, shit. I'm on episode eight of Halo. I mean. Fuck that it, show. Like, it, I it haven't gone back it, since it, episode three. Fuck that show. I'm not even going to finish it. It's on my worst of the year list. And I'm going to, you know what? I'm begrudgingly going to watch it just so I can put it there and feel confident that it belongs. And, Fuck that show. And Greg, why do you think I'm still watching? The finale is what, in two days or t- today? T- the finale came out today and it's the best reviewed of the season. So and it's and I was going to say with the way it ended, it was going to set up like it was going. Like it probably all their budget went to the first twenty minutes of episode one, the mid episode, episode five. five, and then the finale of episode nine. That's yeah. their entire. Budget. Well, you're better than me for sticking with that. I just got better shit to do. I guess I don't know. If I didn't have two kids and under the banner of heaven and Julia and winning time and things I actually cared about. I might care about Halo. I might watch it. You know, there's a lot on your plate. So, I mean, again, this is the phase four of, of Marvel. I, I have, I wasn't really too excited for much for phase four, like obviously moon Knight, And, you know, I mean, I, that was okay. It won't show up on any of my best or worst list, which I think is good that, you know, so it's somewhere in the middle, but um, I'll, I'll see the show hype to see the cameos and see, you know where they lead. Before we move on to our next story, quick shout out to a listener and friend of the pod. As a matter of fact, co-host of episode 252, I think it was, 232, 192. I can't remember. We Pokemon and we know things. Jim Nugabauer, he uh, 
started Better Call Saul, and he sent me a photo. Oh, what, what do you think? I don't know. He sent me the a, a picture of him starting the show. So, oh, oh, oh I thought you said, I, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, he he said, uh, better late than never, and he sent me a photo of him starting Better Call Saul. So, shout out to Jim. Better Call Saul kicks ass. I told him it'll be worth it. Um, hopefully, just, he catches just, up. Hang, just hanging there in the, in the beginning might be a little slow going, I but I, just... I don't think it is, man. I well, think I mean, it's I, really good from the start. I like for. I love but lawyer stuff. I love courtroom stuff. For, so I'm all in for on for us. Like I feel like we like it, but for uh, maybe other people, it. I, I believe like he's a Breaking Bad episodes. man. Though. I think he's a Breaking Bad fan. I'm pretty sure. So I mean, as, as long as he loved it, I, you're fine. But I think I thought I remember like the first four episodes kind of just took a little bit, just kind of get find their footing, and then I I think it really takes off in episode five. Jim, enjoy it. Uh, the Boys Season 3 got its second trailer. We know a lot more about Homelander. We now know why. Um, what's his nuts? Uh, Butcher, Billy Butcher, got the red eyes in the first trailer and he got the power. We understand that. We know a little bit more about Huey in this trailer and what he's up to. Uh, just a ridiculous trailer. We know a ton more about Soldier Boy. What'd you think? Homelanders hanging by a thread. Yeah, that's about. I married the wrong woman. Like, no, bro, you knew uh-huh. everything. I dude, Anthony Starr as Homelander is freaking awesome. I I he cannot is. wait to dive back into this fucking diabolical show. And so it looks like it, it's going to basically it's hinting that it's going to be Butcher at, at some point versus Homelander. No. Yeah, well, Butcher takes the serum. He gets powers for twenty four hours. It looks like he has similar eye lasers to Homelander, so he's going to have. You know, oh, he's not going to be as strong, but like he'll be there. Ryan's going to be involved at some point because you saw his eyes light up again. And then Soldier Boy, who could, you know, he's going to play a huge role. So this is going to be a pretty big face up, a royal rumble, if you will. I like the one scene. It was, I looked like it was like the chick where, like, I guess you could just blow up people. Like the people were running, like she just like blew up three, four people. I was like, holy shit. Like, I, this, show, this show is truly something else. The, um, I still didn't even watch the animated shit yet. Like that's how much I'm slacking. The the bed uh, the boys present diabolical. I'm slacking on that. Yeah, I uh, the you're talking about the the politician from the end of season two who blows up heads, right? I, I think it, I, I I'm pretty sure it was her, unless this was another chick that has the same similar powers. But yeah. I, I would I would assume it's the same lady. Yeah, it is. So yeah, um, I'm sorry, everybody. You might be able to hear my youngest. She's awake and crying her eyes out. So I, I don't hear anything. I can hear it through my headphones, but whatever. I'm so I'm sorry if you can, everybody. I'm going to try and get rid of that in post. So maybe this is all for nothing. Uh, I have to watch a recap of season two because I just don't remember everything. So I'm going to have yeah. to go back and do that. But I feel confident in that. I think Man of Recaps has one. Everybody. I'm, and I, I mean, it's been anywhere. it's been two years since you know we saw episode sixteen. Yeah, I mean, hell, a week from now, Stranger Things is out. So yeah, I know. My God, there, dude, there's so much coming out. Yeah, there's so much coming out. I'm so excited. This is the time of year where like no video games come out. So like, except for Strikers. So like, my time can be dedicated to just watching good television. I'm so pumped on that. And I, I, I am really, I'm excited to see Jensen Ackles. You know to to watch him on Supernatural for 15 years, the, and that ends. Then to see him kind of come over here on Soldier Boy with the boys, I, I'm really looking forward to see what he brings to the table. And they have that, the Winchesters just got like its first poster too. So like at the uh, timing, timing is everything. 
because uh, what's that? Isn't that the uh, the prequel? Supernatural? Yeah, it, it, yeah, it's about his parents, and I, I I might give the pilot just because I had 15 years on the on the damn show, and I think uh, Jensen Ackles is the narrator of that show. So yeah. I'm kind of interested to see what, what happens to it. Yeah, we'll I would have ex- I would have expected you to. I ne- I didn't think anything different. Of course, I would have thought you were going to give him that trailer shot. Did you give the? Uh, I'm sorry, the premiere. I should say. Did you give a, sh- a shot to the Resident Evil live action trailer? I did actually. And yeah, me too. Me too. What'd you think? I actually think it looks really good. Me too. Me too. Um, I have faith. I have some weird faith in this. Another show coming in July. There, dude. There's a lot coming in in June, July. We are going to be pretty busy while trying to keep you know talk on the pod catch up on these shows these movies it's, it's gonna be tough you got stranger things then the boys then better call saul then this like there's so much in this small time frame um i'm missing something there's something else coming too that i can't even think of right now so like what i still got shit on the backlog that there's just gonna be was there it is. shit on the pile you got uh in august house of the dragon May 27th, oh, yeah. you got Obi-Wan Kenobi. So that's the same day as Stranger oh, Things. Week, Jesus. Um, when you wake up, what are you watching first? Stranger Things or Obi-Wan? Um, Can I, I think I'm probably going to have to save Stranger Things. Wow. Uh, I thought if, you'd if, go Obi-Wan because it's only well, two episodes and Stranger Things you can then binge after. Well, if Kelly's working, so I might have to wait for her to see. So then, so then I, I would just see Obi-Wan by default. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I hear you. But I'm oh, yeah. I can't wait. In June, I think, or July, Umbrella Academy season three is coming back. Um, only murders. So, in so the I'm saying July is, in is, a, is a busy month. She hooks in August, like tons and tons of stuff. The summer, the summer in general, it's gonna be incredibly busy. So really looking forward to that. This trailer wasn't necessarily like super scary. Um, it did have it was, a lot was, of the good. I would say it was only a minute. Like it was super quick, but. I just wasn't expected July 14th. And I was like, oh, and it's on Netflix. Everything drops. I'm ready. Yeah, this is the type of show where I'm happy it's not episodic and I'm happy that it, it it's going to drop because if I had to wait a week, because horror is not really my jam, if I had to wait a week, it probably would fall off my radar eventually, like halfway through the season. And I would just wait till it was over and binge it. But because I get to watch it as I please, this is like the type of show I'm looking forward to. It's kind of like Midnight Mass. Like that's the type of show where if I had to wait a week, I wouldn't because I'd forget everything that happened every week because there's so much dialogue. And with Resident yeah. Evil, I'm not saying that the plot is going to be A+, plus, but this is the first time a Resident Evil story is the thing that has me excited as opposed to the gore and the monsters and the horror because it's yeah. this is Wesker's twin daughters. I like that that spin of it. I like the twist of it. It's like new Raccoon City almost. Like it's a futuristic project. I'm I'm excited for this a lot. Very, very much so. And and the only person I even know in the whole show is Lance Reddick, who he yep. plays the the hotel manager Sharon in like the John Wick movies. He's the only guy I know which I I, I think he's great. So if I'm kind of going in blind, I, I think that's the way to go. Doesn't he say like something like good day, Mr. Week? Is he's, that him? It's good to have you back, Mr. Week. <laughs> that's that's and I love Lance Reddick. He's the man. And oh, he's filming him. uh John Wick Four right now too, so I like that. A quick update uh, per the Hollywood Reporter on the Daredevil show. Um, the Hollywood Reporter reports that it'll be a new but continue uh, continuation of the Netflix show. So right. like a little That's bit new, news. a little That's bit continuation. News. Yeah. So just a little bit of update there for you. Uh, this is for four of you out there, plus myself. That makes five. Shorzy debuts on Hulu May 27th. This is the Letterkenny spinoff of the best character on the That's show Jesus. besides Wayne. 
Um, it's already out now on Crave, so I've been trying to watch it on a VPN, but I have not had success. So I'll wait till May 27th, which is the same day as Stranger Things and Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, so lots to watch next Friday. Looking forward to that. Looking forward to episode 285, where we have our impressions of all that. Um, that's going to be fun. Next week, we're going to have, by the way, our impressions of the first half of Better Call Saul. Like, that's sick. because the Bad, hopefully, Obi-Wan. Hopefully, we got a little bit. We won't have that, because May 27th is a Friday. So we won't have oh, it. Oh, shit, that's right. They don't do the Wednesdays anymore. They sw- does Disney Plus switch back to Friday for this show? Yes. Don't know if it's just for this one. What's August 17th? That'll tell me everything I need to know. August 17th is a Wednesday. So there they're, looks like this will be a one-off. They pushed it back two days, but they're giving us two episodes. So 285. Right. I'll let it slide. 285, ladies and gentlemen, will have our Stranger Things, Obi-Wan Kenobi, maybe even Shorzy. Uh, all those impressions. So a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff uh, in the TV space over the next few weeks. And I couldn't be more excited as we roll into E3 season. And E3, I'm going to take it over in gaming. And we have a nice meaty section of games. So gamers, this is for you. Now we know the introductory lineup for games for the new PlayStation Plus tiers. I handed you that segue on a silver platter (laughs) and he still was again i'm trying to read something and i never know where you're going and then i have to it's just a segue it's six years we've been doing this show you know i'm gonna i'm gonna set you up i'm gonna feed you my baby bird i'm gonna feed you (laughs) and i appreciate it there is no e3 this year so there's that uh but we we are still getting a bunch of stuff that week so the week of june 9th i can't even tell you what episode that's gonna be but shit we're gonna have a good time this summer i'll tell you that much yeah we know the games or at least some of them and so that's a positive uh kind of and um you know i talked to you a little bit about this and there's one piece of this where i am a little kerfluffled and then the rest of it's pretty good i mean you know this is a solid introductory lineup we never expected sony to come out with a 10 out of 10 and have the entire catalog that was never a reality so um, it's impossible let's let's talk about what's going to be available so uh they gave us a list of let's see you know what we'll do they gave us the list of um Games that are going to be coming to the service, but like the extra and the premium one. So there, remember, keep in mind, there are four tiers. I think the first one, the one that we have now will be dubbed essential. And basically the, the, the 60 bucks a year you're paying now will continue and you'll get your three games a month and blah, blah, blah. Your PS4 collection of games. If you have a PS5, that small collection of first party titles, blah, blah, blah. You'll get that. And some actually some third party, but anyway, you'll get that. But if you want to bump up to the Game Pass level, which is like 15 bucks a month, which is, I think, extra and premium, you're going to get a whole bunch of games there as well, um, like Red Dead Redemption 2 and Returnal. So as I pull that list up, because that's the one list I didn't pull, um, I do have it. So let me just go through real quick and find that. And then I do have the whole list of games for um, what's the face? I do have the whole list of games for like the the stuff for the classic, which everybody that's kind of the shit everybody's been talking about and wanting anyway. But I do want to give everybody an update. If you wanted to just update to the one next tier above, then you can do that. So you will get 
Oh, and by the way, Ubisoft Classic or Ubisoft Plus Classics is also coming to the PS Plus Extra and Premium tier. So the not the essential tier, the uh, or the, the lowest tier. The it. next two up, you'll get Ubisoft games, 27 of them um, at launch. Assassin's Creed Valhalla, For Honor, The Crew 2, Child of Light, all the Far Cry games, all the South Park games, Star Trek, Space Junkie, Starlink, Steep, The Division, Trials, uh, Watch Dogs. So like some stuff there. Um, but where in the blue hell is it? There it is. Found it. All right. So here's the list of the games that are coming to the extra and the essential. You will get uh, Alien Nation, uh, Bloodborne, Concrete Genie, Days Gone, Dead Nation, Death Stranding, and the Director's Cut, Demon Souls, Destruction All-Stars, Everybody's Golf, Ghost of Tsushima, Director's Cut, God of War, Gravity Rush, Gravity Rush 2, Horizon Zero Dawn, Two Infamous Games, Knack, Little Big Planet 3, Loco Roco 1 and 2, Spider-Man, and Miles Morales, uh, Matterfall, Medieval, Patapon, Patapon 2, Rezogun, Returnal, Shadow of the Colossus, The Last Guardian, The Last of Us Remastered, The Last of Us Left Behind DLC, Tearaway, Until Dawn, Uncharted Nathan Jake Collection, Uncharted 4, Uncharted Lost Legacy, and Wipeout. Uh, Ashen, Assassin's Creed, Batman Arkham Knight, Celeste, Control, Dead Cells, Far Cry 3 and 4, For Honor, Hollow Knight, Guardians of the Galaxy, Mortal Kombat 11, NBA 2K22, Red Dead Redemption 2, Resident Evil, uh, South Park, The Fractured But Hold, The Artful Escape, The Crew 2, and The Division. So those are the games you'll get if you just upgrade one or two levels. Now, if you go all the way up to um, the premium or the deluxe, that's the highest one, the $18 a month or $120 a year, the, uh, the, uh, the controversial one, if you will. We were wondering, what are these classic games going to be? And now we know. From, they said, PS1, PSP, PS2, and PS3, albeit PS3 will be streaming. Here's what we got. <laughs> they gave us one PSP game, which was Super Stardust. <laughs> just, just, wow. <laughs> at least you checked the box. But for PS1, Ape Escape, Hot Shots Golf, IQ Intelligent Cube, Jumping Flash, Siphon Filter, Mr. Driller, Tekken 2, Worms, and Worms Armageddon. So no Twisted Metal to start. No Tony Hawk. Which, no Crash. Uh, well, they're that, and remember, they're both Xbox now uh, because they have Activision. So. It's still, that's still fucking um, No, what else is like PS1 Classic? No Bloody <laughs> Roar. Original Resident Evil, Bloody War, Nightmare Creatures. Metal uh, Gear. Uh, Metal Gear. What's the other one I'm thinking of? The Rapper. Parappa the Rapper. Um, um, Tomb Raider, the old Tomb Raider games. Yeah. So, like, there's a lot of PlayStation. Spyro, Final Fantasy VII, the original. So, Spyro's uh, Activision Two now. So, that's an Xbox uh, thing. So, like, lots missing. At least to start, my biggest thing was like, where to fuck Twisted Metal? At least yeah. Twisted Metal One. Give us something, and then you can release the other ones closer to the date of the new game and TV show. I'm sure that's what they're waiting for. But like. That's weird that of all yeah. the PS1 games, there's the PS1 classic. It has most of these games like it actually has more. So like it's just that's a little that's a little concerning yeah. from there. Yeah. Um, the PlayStation 2 games are not PlayStation 2 games. This is my biggest complaint of the whole service, more than the streaming of PS3. The PS2, what we're getting is the PS4 version 
of the PS2 versions of the game. Um, so like they're all PS2 titles, but they all were ported up to PS4, all with tons of issues, especially Ape Escape and those titles. But the PS2 ver- games we're getting, again, remember, these are the PS4 versions of PS2 games. So they're not the native versions. Ape Escape 2, Ark of the Lad, Dark Cloud 1 and 2, Fantavision, Hot Shots Tennis, Jack 2, Jack 3, Jack X, Jack and Daxter, the Precursor Legacy. Could you give us Jack 1? Uh, Rogue Legacy, Siren, Wild Arms 3, Bioshock Remastered. These are third-party PS4 games. Bioshock Remastered, Borderlands the Handsome Collection, Bulletstorm, Kingdom of Amalur, I'm sorry, Kingdoms of Amalur, and Lego Harry Potter. So those are some of the PS4 versions games you're going to get on there, which some are PS2 and some are not. Then the PS3 games, all via streaming, none of them native downloads. Crash Commando, Demon Souls, Echo Chrome, Hot Shots Golf Out of Bounds, Hot Shots Golf World Invitational, Eco, Infamous 1 and 2, Infamous Festival of Blood, Loco Roco, Moto Storm, Puppeteer Rain, Ratchet and Clank Quest for Booty, A Crack in Time, and Into the Nexus, Resistance 3, Super Stardust HD, Tokyo Jungle, When Vikings Attack, Asura's Wrath, Castlevania Lords of Shadows 2, Devil May Cry, mm-hmm. HD Collection. Keep that in mind, ladies and gentlemen. All the Devil May Cry games, one through three. Enslaved Odyssey to the West, Fear Lost Planet 2, Ninja Gaiden Sigma 2, and Red Dead Redemption. Not the game, the DLC, Undead Nightmare. So they're not giving you Red Dead 1. They're giving you Red Dead 2. They're giving you Undead Nightmare, which was DLC to Red Dead 1 with zombies. They're not giving you Resistance 1 and 2, only Resistance 3, but they're giving you the Devil May Cry HD collection. Please make sense of this for me. No, I, I, dude, I, I wish I could. I, I, I don't know why they would just jump right to the three. It, it makes no sense. I, I, I have no idea what they're thinking. PS3 has a collection of all three of them. Why not just give us yeah. that? Yeah, I agree. You're I doing, totally you, you've agree. set the precedence that you can because you're giving us the Devil May Cry collection. So yeah. it's not like you cannot do it. What the hell are they thinking? There has yeah, I, to be. There has to be some sort of weird licensing thing. I I, dude, it has to because I be. own both their HD PS3 collections, so it, it makes no sense. I just cannot wrap my mind around what the hell the PS3 library is thinking on this. And right now, it's not enough for me to dive in. I'm going to skip it for a while. I'm going to wait for there to, there's to be titles worth my time, worth my while. I'm going to wait for um, Resistance 1 and 2 to potentially be added. And if yeah. I do it, I'm going to probably go month to month as opposed to the 120 a year. I'm probably going to go 18 bucks a month, see what I knock out. And if it's still worth my time, I'll continue on and maybe I'll upgrade to the year at that point because yeah. we're, we're getting limited game trials as well, which is cool. A two hour trial of these games. We're getting Uncharted Legacy of Thieves collection, Horizon Forbidden West, Cyberpunk, Farming Sim 2022, Tiny, Tiny Tina's Wonderland and WWE 2K22. You'd have to assume... Again, any game over thirty four ninety five in the future would get one, like God of War, Gotham Knights potentially. So, like, there could be value there. But I'm buying those games day one anyway. So yeah. I just don't know how much there are. Hey, give me eighteen bucks to play a trial and then go buy the game for full price again. I can't justify it. So yeah. I, I just don't know where I'm at with this. Yeah, I mean, I, you're not wrong. I'm I'm going to pass on the service as well. Most of these games, I, I have all the games I want to play. So this service really, right, at least right now, doesn't serve me any, any you know, anything good. 
Yeah, this is something I'm I'm really kind of out on. For now, oh. for now, for now. Yeah. We'll wait. Twisted Metal comes and all that other stuff comes. We'll talk. Give Uh-oh. give me the PS3 Twisted Metal, by the way. Uh, are you... Which one's the third? Oh, what's the PS3 Twisted Metal? The one with Sweet Tooth and like only Sweet Tooth and the other guy. And it's like the really weird one. Is that is that head on? I don't even know. No, it's just is. called Twisted Metal. Twisted Metal PS3. You don't no, own I, that? No, I, dude, I, I was strictly Twisted Metal 2 and a little bit Twisted Metal Black. Like, that's it. Wow. Yeah. I remember playing it at, at uh, Machi's house. Yeah, I was I was definitely the two and, and black guy. I think it's like too. just Sweet Tooth and Mr. Grimm or something. It's real bad. It's real bad. Um, that's probably why I didn't play it. Oh, we got some some bad news here. Bethesda has delayed both Redfall and Starfield into the first half of 2023. So, like the worst possible news an Xbox fan you, could hear. You said it. You were like, this the only thing Xbox could do to fail, and bam, like the next day, this the next dropped. day. Yeah, I texted you. I said, Well, my rant on the podcast last night was is all for nothing. I was all last week. I basically spent 10 minutes saying how they have to nail their, their showcase in June and like they have to get this right. And what do they do? The next morning is come out with a statement delaying these games to the first half of 2023 and Xbox is just thrown in the towel for a 2022. They better come hot and heavy with some third party game pass things this holiday season because you're going to be going up against god of war you're going to be going up against pokemon gen 9 you have to stay relevant in the game pass space and continue to attract subs because people will leave the service if there's nothing to play and quite frankly there is nothing to play right now if you're not a baseball fan or a bug snacker so like they need to grab something like gotham knights they've had a good relationship before with wb um I can't remember what title was on there before, but there's precedence there that they could work with WB to grab Gotham Knights as a day one on the service. They just have to do something big. And when you look around the scope of third party titles this year, you think Call of Duty, but Call of Duty won't come to Game Pass because that deal is not going to close. They could be fervently, fervently trying to close that deal quicker, maybe to, to get that push through so they can maybe get this year's Call of Duty, which will be Modern Warfare 2 on the service day one, because that would be enormous. I'd like to think there's something in the works here. I'd like to think Xbox isn't just going to let this just stand and just throw in the towel because next year is going to be awesome. You have Starfield, you got Redfall, you potentially have something like Perfect Dark, Avowed. There's plenty of stuff coming from Xbox in 2023, but there are still six months left in this year and you cannot afford to just stand by with your thumbs up your asses. You have. But wait, the- wait but before you dive in. So let's say they do just like you're right. They just kind of take this the rest of the year and they coast. Wouldn't they be fine just making the money off Game Pass anyway? But, but they will lose subs. They will lose subscriptions because number one, for the people that own multiple consoles, they'll take their $15 on Game Pass, put it right into the PlayStation Plus thing when it comes out. Why pay for both? Pay the three hours extra and get it for 18 a month. Okay. And and I'll just take my money and I'll go get that because at least that has games right now that I want to play. So like, uh, and so like the, and plus the, the, the classic Sony library is much, much better than the classic Microsoft library. If you're not a gears fan or a halo fan. And so like, there's not much coming down the pike. You're going to lose subscribers. They will, they will lose subscribers. Just bet your ass on it. 
Um, they, they have to do something. They can't rush something else out the door. There's nothing else to rush out the door right now. There's nothing else slated for the rest of the year when you look at first-party titles. Now, they do have um, the money to make miracles happen. You know, hey, we're going to put Tony Hawk and Crash and all this stuff and Spyro all on Game Pass. I don't know, though, because, again, that deal has to go through before they can do that, I would imagine, or else they'd have to pay for it. I don't know what that could look like. They could go and say, maybe get if Final Fantasy VII Remake ever comes to um, Xbox this year, they could get that on Date Game Pass because that was a free game last April for PS4 for the month. They did it as a PS Plus game. That's the only reason I have it is because I downloaded it for free from PS Plus. So it's not like that game can't be put on there. So Maybe they'll do that. Maybe it'll be Madden day one or, you know, some, something, something to grab some people and stop the subscriber loss because that will hurt them. Starfield was the game, number one, that I was looking forward to besides Pokemon Gen 9 the most the rest of the year. God of War, Starfield, Pokemon. My 2022 holiday season was going to be the holliest, jolliest shit of all time. <laughs> and now it's just going to be holly and jolly. Well, we're just, we're banking on God of War that it, it hopefully still does come out in 2022. I, I got a good feeling. I just do. Why would you release the accessibility yeah, features today if you're not going to do that? So I think that's a good shot. I think that they're closer and closer and closer when they do their eventual PS5 showcase in the next month or two. We're, we're probably going to learn a lot more about that game. Plus the release date, even the fucking little snippet of gameplay they put out today with the accessibility stuff looked 10 times better than it even did last year. So I have a lot of faith that that game's hitting this year and Gotham Knights will come in the, in the fall too. That'll take up a little bit of time for me too. So there will be stuff. There will be stuff, but Starfield was the only chance Xbox had to take a little bit of the shine off of God of war and Elden ring and Pokemon legends slash gen nine. And you know, now you're going to be competing with Breath of the Wild 2. Because if it's first half 2023, so is Breath of the Wild. And guess what? There are 105 million Nintendo Switches out there. And there will be more than that in the next eight months, especially around the holidays. And Pokemon's going to sell a shit ton more. So, like, you got a lot of competition. And Sony, again, not going to go down quietly. They got stuff coming down the pike, too. I don't think it'll be that early, but you got Wolverine and Spider-Man 2 and KOTOR Remake and so much other stuff. Things we're going to find out about in this showcase. So, you know, The Last of Us PS5 Remake is going to come out at the end of this year. That's another thing. So, like, ah, there's just what shitty timing. This was Xbox's chance to be relevant this holiday season. And with two consoles, the X and the S, and a PS5 shortage that is destroying destroying yeah, it's hurting. PlayStation's revenue streams. They're still going to finish in third somehow because they have nothing to play. I get it. Delayed games happen. I'm all for it. You want to delay game to make it better. Fine. Then why in the hell Bethesda did you date Starfield for 11, 11, 2022? You knew you weren't going to make the date. What are you thinking? I'm so tired of video game companies, A, announcing games too early, and B, putting dates on them too early. You did it to grab the headlines, you grabbed the headlines, and it's gone. All your goodwill is gone. Everything. Redfall, whatever. We saw one trailer of that game, and it wasn't necessarily like 
the most anticipated title of 2022, but it was an Xbox first party exclusive. And that's the problem. It's yeah. like, that was Arcane's big title. Now that's got to wait too. And now guess what? That has to go up against its own brethren in Starfield. So like, you're going to probably release one of them in March, the other one in May, maybe February. Cause like we now know by Elden Ring and Pokemon legends that games in early in the year and horizon games early in the year can sell. Well, it's just like, man, if they say February, whatever, November to February, not really a big deal, right? That's only a couple months. Here's the problem. You're missed the holiday. The holiday falls in there and you've just lost a shit ton of money from Black Friday sales, Christmas sales, all that stuff. Xbox, I'm 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 not saying I'm excited. I'm just eagerly anticipating what they have up their sleeve to help us keep their faith because 6 times 15, let's see. 30 60 90 that's 90 more dollars 100 after tax of my american dollars i'm going to give them to keep playing game pass they better give me a reason to spend that hundred dollars i'll just say that <sighs> come on xbox don't let him down he's hanging by a thread already i know i only have a ps5 and a switch god forbid you, you have enough on your back plate you'll be fine next up we got our favorite we have april's NPD. Yeah, a uh, little breaking news on the pod. Uh, I'll just say it now. One of our next stories, Kirby 64, the Crystal Shards, is out right now. So it's out for us right now. It dropped 9 o'clock on the 19th of May. Um, so when we get to that story, we can skip it because Kirby is out right now. So play that. Uh, all right. Top 20 best-selling games of April. Here we go. Number 20, down from number 11, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Number 19, Madden NFL 22. Number 18, Mario Party Superstars. Number 17, WWE 2K22. Number 16, somehow, Animal Crossing New Horizons. Number 15, somehow, uh, up six spots. I wonder, it was number 21 last month. I wonder why. I don't think it was on sale. Spider-Man Miles Morales back in the top 20. Number 14, somehow, still, Smash Bros. Ultimate. The game is like they're not getting new characters. So like just good job well, being a Nintendo say, game. I would say the Spider-Man, we had the Spider-Man 2 kind of re- the trailer release. So I think maybe that kind of pushed themselves a little bit. Uh, well, I would say too the didn't No Way Home come out on Blu-ray this month in April. Or did it come out in May? I can't remember. April or May. I can't remember. Maybe it hit digital in April and that pushed a couple sales. Uh, number 13, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Number 12, FIFA 22, which is currently a free game for PlayStation Plus. I downloaded it, so I have something else to play. Uh, number 11, Minecraft. Number 10, Pokemon Legends Arceus. And that came out in January. Number 9, Gran Turismo 7. Number 8, somehow, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. It's up to like 50 million now, people. Number 7, Horizon Forbidden West. Number 6, Call of Duty Vanguard. Wow, it's so nice not seeing a Call of Duty in the top five. Yeah. Wow. Number five. Number number five. Nintendo Switch Sports. Jesus. And that came out uh, like April 28th, I think. Like the very end of April. And that was already the number five selling game. So that's really, really good for them. My, My wife bought it for me for my birthday. So I'm staring at it right now. As a matter of fact, I'm looking forward to playing it. Number four, Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Number three, MLB The Show 22. Number two, Elden Ring. And number one, Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. Wow. 
That's an interesting list right there. Very. No GTA 5, and it was on PS5. Like, that version came out. Like, that's crazy to me that in March, the PS5 and Xbox version of GTA 5 came out, and it's not even in the top 20. That's crazy. But Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, which I think came out in January, and Pokemon January is. So, good list. I like it when GTA 5 is not on it. Um, I mean, Mario Kart 8, 2017. Still on the list. I think it's been in the NPD every month since it came out. So that's just wild. Um, before we move on, I wanted to say this at the top of the show, and I completely forgot. Fuck you, Ghost of Tsushima. I, I was already going to. If you didn't say it, I was going to throw it in at the end because you didn't have anything written here. Fuck you, Ghost of Tsushima. I, be careful. Watch your words. Your Kirk said it my game of the year, so relax. I love that game so much. I recently dove back in wanting to get the platinum and I booted it up and it just brought me back to the best times of 2020 outside of the last of us part two. Cause it was my number two game of the year. And I just loved every second I'm going around doing everything I needed to do. I need to finish up a few mystic quests. I needed to get a few more Fox hen or dens. I needed to get two more haikus and some bamboos and, and I'd be all tidied up and then I would do some parrying and whatever. And I'd get my platinum. I'd be on my way. And I was just so excited. I loved it. It was so much fun to dive back in. And I'm playing it. I put about eight hours in. I'm loving life. And I'm like, let me check my trophy updates. I think I only got three or four left. And I go to check them. And it hit me. I'm missing 11 or 12 trophies before I can get my platinum. And I'm thinking, wait, there's just no way I still have that many trophies left. And I remembered on this pod, I even think I talked about it, but I definitely talked to you about it. There's a reason I didn't go for the platinum earlier. Do you remember in 2020 when the game came out, I had a bitch session. I don't remember if it was on the pod or just to you that my trophies wouldn't pop for the story missions. I did. I think we both had the same issue that, or it was so that was that we needed to do it, but we couldn't get there or it wouldn't mark as completed. Was that something it, that we talked about? I, it marked me completed, but the trophies just never popped up. So I looked into it. There was a glitch at launch. 20% of players, the trophies would not populate for story missions. Just beating the game, you're supposed to get trophies along the way. Yeah. Nine of them didn't pop up for me. I should be two trophies or three trophies away from the platinum. But I have nine trophies that are now impossible for me to get. So what... Well- so what's the way that you like, would you have to delete the whole thing and then start over Would that have start a new file and play it up? Yeah, I don't know if they if I were to play new game plus, I don't know if they would pop by beating the mission that way. I went back and I replayed the available missions that I could didn't pop up after that, like getting all the getting all the people of Yakazumi, Yakazumi, whatever to get behind me and defeat the con. I beat them in a duel and I never got the trophy even going back to it. So I have not. Oh, and Norio's missions and not Yuna's. I got Yuna's trophy, but like the other two people you do missions for like the yeah. story tales, they never popped up either when I finished those quest lines. So they're just, they're just gone. And I went and I reached out. Soccer punch hasn't gotten back to me and there's probably no way they could. And, uh, they could retroactively do it. Like, what am I supposed to do? Like, I can show them I beat these missions. Can you just like force the trophy in for me? Because and, now I'll never play it again. I have no urge because well, the platinum the, is impossible. The, well, well, I would say your only option is to literally start a completely new file and beat it. Like, which no I've been thinking, which I, I actually might do myself because just because I had such a good time with that game. 
No interest. Zero interest just to go get trophies. Nope. If it, if I knew, if I knew for a fact they popped a new game plus, I would do it eventually because yeah, I, I also want to go back, but I do not want to start over. I have everything unlocked in that game under the sun. I have my armor that I want. Did, I did you always go on Twitter? Maybe some people can actually help you out. I did, and I went on Reddit, and I went on their forums, oh, and I went on Sucker Punch's website, and I'm just looks like I'm just fucked unless I start. Like I said, I could. What I think I could do is take my save file, transfer it to a thumb drive, and then uh, re, like delete the game and then reinstall the game and then do uh, – not doing that because a I don't have a thumb drive. B I'm not fucking up that save file. I'm not corrupting it. I'm not potentially messing with it. Yeah. I'm not doing it. They should have popped for me, and now that tr- plat that platinum, which is right in my grasp. I had to knock somebody off a ledge and kill him to fall damage, parry twenty times, and bow to ten more shr- like hidden shrines, and that was it. And then I would have gotten a platinum for like my first non indie game, my first triple A game platinum. And, and now I can't the, get it. And this would have been a big one too. This is a big. Big boy platinum. My, my first AAA platinum, and I would have gotten it, and now I can't because of a glitch? Nah, I'm out. Fuck it. One of the best games I've ever played. I'm so infuriated at the trophy pop. Well, let's see if this next story will cheer you up a little bit. Mario Strikers Battle League got a four-minute trailer and an entire match put out online. And I'm a little Which concerned. I did, I did watch it. I'm a little concerned, Sam. Uh-oh. I'm a little concerned. I thought it looked kind of fun. Oh, it does. It looks awesome. The gameplay looks amazing. Gameplay yeah. looks great. Yep. I'm concerned to two things. Number and and I'm only concerned because I own Mario Golf Super Rush and Mario Tennis Aces and all the other Mario titles that just feel a little undercooked, especially the Mario Sports titles. And this I'm hoping because it's next level and because it's uh got an amazingly uh, uh, storied history that they won't let me down and that this is just something they're not telling us yet. But I like that when you pick, let's say Mario versus Bowser in the beginning, a Mario half of a field comes in and a Bowser half of a field comes in and you play on a field that's split in half between those two. I want more environments though. I want yeah. different types of fields as opposed to just grass. I want the the concrete field, the jungle field, the sand field. Like, where are those cool things? The beach, the stuff that I want to, you know, not just grass with a different set of backgrounds, you know? Yeah. That's, so I'm hoping that that doesn't feel undercooked. And you're giving us an eight or ten person roster? Yeah, that's I it. think it was ten. Yeah, that's it, it? That's it? Ten people? Well, and like, boom, think boom, maybe, and net? Maybe that's ten to start and moral DLC will come? So um, that's like been the thing. Like Tennis Aces and Super Rush both did it where they, they came out with characters post-launch. The problem with that is because it's such an undercooked game at launch and because there's only 10 characters, people are tired of it. And then they give up on it. And by the time these characters come out one at a time, they're just kind of over it. Like yeah. where's Daisy? Where's – I can't – like I listen, Waluigi, Wario, Yoshi. Luigi, my my Bowser, my favorites, they're all in it. But I'm gonna get real tired real quick of that. Where's King Boo and Baba like Babam and Petey Piranha and these fun of the the alligator that used to play goalie? Now it's Boom Boom. I want more variety in my character choices because you have to pick four characters. Like I'm just man, that's a small fucking roster. That's just a small yeah. small roster. Um, the gameplay looks fun as always. Strikers is just a great game. It looks tight. It looks as good as ever, 
The special shots look really cool. I just have a feeling that this game, if you don't play online, will probably get tired pretty quick because I don't think there's a story mode. Man, I could see myself playing this for a couple weeks, and then I'm just like, okay. I'm done. I I did everything I could. I want to play in an online club, but like then Ryan and Jim and whoever else has to be around, and it's like – Ryan's got a kid. I got two kids. Like, when are we really going to do that? So I could see this losing it pretty quickly for me if they don't give us more single player content and a bigger roster. And I'm just a little concerned. It looks so good, but I'm a little concerned. Yeah. Hmm. Shame. The Dead Space remake got a release date. January 27th, 2023, another early game that Starfield and Redfall and all these other games have to compete with because this is going to be a monster game. I could see this showing up because of EA and all that uh, on Game Pass, something like that could be fun. I am buying this. If it's not on Game Pass, I am buying this day one. It is the one survival horror game that I've never beaten that I've wanted to play since launch, but I've been too much of a chicken shit because I heard it is so crazy scary especially the first one just so tense more than maybe jump scary yeah i cannot wait it looks great question do you think that they're pushing these big games because they don't want to compete with elden ring they want to actually have a shot at game of the year i don't think they care about game of the year i elden ring came out in february if you're pushing if you have a game that comes out in november um I wouldn't be too worried about Elden Ring from a sales perspective. Maybe Elden Ring hits sale for like 30 bucks, 20 bucks, and then you have something to worry about as a new title because Elden Ring's got that cachet. But from game of the year, the it's sick. The only company I think delayed its game on purpose was Nintendo with Breath of the Wild 2 because they, for some weird reason, probably care about game of the year. Um, but so many outlets do game of the year now. IGN, GameSpot, Game Informer, GameStop, The Game Awards, Game.com. EB, Greg Hall, like we all do them. (laughs) And I know that Mayan does end up on a lot of, you know, game of the year editions, Greg's game of the year edition on sale, $40. Um, But to be fair, um, I don't, I don't really think they care to be. Yeah. Okay. Next Um, up. Oh, oh, before, before we go into the next story, TMNT shredders revenge, the amazing new looking turtles game. Got a six minute behind the scenes today. They're doing a story mode, which is insane with an overworld map and everything. Nice. They're bringing in 20 bosses. Oh, shit. Uh, Toka, Razor, the Rat King, like bosses from the 80s and 90 cartoon that you haven't seen in that forever. Toka and Razor, the stars of TMNT 2 Secret of the Ooze, are going to be a playable enemy. I cannot wait. Dude, this is going to be an insanely great game i cannot wait no release date but i guarantee we get one on june 9th that's what i think june 9th or the nintendo direct which i think will be on the 14th but i'm thinking june 9th we'll get a lot more on tmnt anyway good fall guys release date on switch and xbox has finally been revealed june 21st it's coming to nintendo switch and xbox and now it is a free to play title um with with cross play and cross progression. I could take it on my Switch, switch it over to my Xbox, back to my Switch, and keep my progress. Season one will be free. They're dropping season two. I don't know what that 
that's going to remain free to play. If there's battle passes, I don't know. I'm not a huge free to play guy, but I've been interested in Fall Guys for a long time. I missed out the opportunity to get it as a free Same. PlayStation title. Um, and I, I'm, I'm kind of upset about that. But yeah, I am going to probably go on Xbox for this one and uh, and enjoy some Fall Guys online. And then I'll give up eventually like we all do. <laughs> but I'm I'm excited for this. I I like Fall Guys from what I've seen. Same, like the the videos I watch of the gameplay, it looks fun as hell. Yeah. The Pokemon Home update for Legends Arceus and Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl is available now. Yeah, it like just hit today or yesterday. I can't remember. They sent out a tweet earlier the week or last week saying it's coming soon, and now we know it's out now. You can now bring your Pokemon from Legends Arceus and BDSP into Pokemon Home with the rest of your cool critters. I finally have a reason to go back to PLA. I've been kind of itching a little bit to keep on shiny hunting. I've been like, do I want to? Do I not? Do I want to put Pokemon down for a while um, because of Gen 9 coming so I can be refreshed? And I think that's where I'm at. I think I'm going to take all my Mons from Legends Arceus, especially my 44 shinies, and bring them in to to home, keep them safe in my, in my box that I pay $16 a year for. And then I think closer to maybe gen nine or something like that. If I'm ever in the mood to go grab a few more shinies, cause I have every Pokemon in the game. Um, I think that's what I'll do is just go back for some shiny hunting every now and again. But, uh, like all the Hisui forms and stuff I can bring in now. Like I'm, I'm really excited. I've been waiting a long time for this. It's cool. If you bring in a Pokemon in an old school Pokeball from Legends Arceus and you bring it into like Sword and Shield or BDSP or whatever, um, it comes with a new ball because that ball is an old school ball that doesn't exist in the new games. So they now they transform it into a strange ball and it's this like teal blue thing. So I kind of want to do that just so I can have a Pokemon in this cool ball. Um uh, and and, and it's kind of like how you know that it's like an old Pokemon. Yeah, it's cool. The way man. it stands out. Yeah, I, I like that. I like that a lot. I, I, what the hell? You know, I like Pokemon Home because I'm kind of like a completionist slash like I like to arrange things and I like to keep them in the way I like to keep them. So Pokemon Home is nice because I get to arrange a bunch of different Pokedexes in order. And it just is a nice little time suck for me. I like it a lot. So I'm looking forward to this. I'm finally, you know, excited to pop in. Uh, some Pokemon stuff again, because this year we're getting Gen 9. It's coming up. It's coming up fast. Silent Hill is reportedly coming back in a huge way. Yeah, so this is big. Um, Silent Hill apparently has four to five projects in the works right now. VGC. Go ahead. I just said Jesus. Four to five projects? VGC VGC has reported on it. Jeff Grubb has since uh, confirmed it. They have not yet, but Silent Hill 2, the most popular title in the series, is reportedly getting completely remade, kind of like Resident Evil 2, from the ground up by Bloober Team. A smaller Silent Hill game by Annapurna Interactive, like an episodic short story type game. A new mainline game like Silent Hill 4 or 5, I can't remember which one, but like all in the works, corroborated by Grubbers. So like this is cool, very, very cool. Um, Silent Hill deserves to make a comeback. And I could have told you last year, I did, as a matter of fact, it was either on our summer game fest recap or our E3 recap or whatever. Guillermo del Toro in an interview on the summer game fest thing snuck in. Oh, you all wanted Silent Hill. Ha ha ha. Uh, maybe next year. Like, bro, 
he basically can fucking firmed it yeah. at that point. Like you, this was a long time coming again. This is probably a June 9th reveal. And if not probably like next year, like I feel like if they don't do it soon, it's going to be a while. Cause I don't know where this project is in development. I don't know how close it is to being finished. So it's either really close to being announced or really far away. There's like no in between. Mm-hmm. I don't see this being like just a random thing. I think they're going to do it at an event. And this event on June 9th could be the place. Multiple games media members are stating the PS5 remake of The Last of Us is seemingly real and nearly finished. Tom Henderson, Jeff Grubb, I think Greg Miller, like all saying this game is done. The Last of Us is getting a PS5 remake, not a remaster. So like, go look. It's a $50 game. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if it's 70. I wouldn't be shocked if it's a full price title, but I'll buy it. Uh, But like, it could look real nice, real. It's a butte Clark. Uh, I I have a good feeling. (laughs) Uh, um, (laughs) It's the keep. It's the gift that keeps on giving all year. That one got me. That one got me. Uh, I, (laughs) I am looking forward to this because I want more last of us, even though it's a game I've played multiple times now. And I'm sorry, long game, but it's going to, uh, you know, you get 15 hours out of it. On a normal, good old fashioned playthrough, the DLC, I'm sure that that might even be involved as well in a remake. So, like, that's very cool. Um, I wonder if they're going to change anything. Um, maybe they might change a few things around in the story, maybe to better format the show. I mean, the game's 10 years old, so maybe they just made some de- decisions back then that they thought better of, and they might tweak a few things in the remake. Who knows? But, like, this is going to be announced, I think, at that, uh, uh, PlayStation five showcase this year, along with the multiplayer to last of us Two, the factions multiplayer thing, which probably has evolved into something bigger by now, maybe an actual standalone $20 thing for PS five. Like I think it's a bigger thing now, but Herman Holst, who's the head of PlayStation, basically, I mean, at least the head of PlayStation studios, um, he visited naughty dog today and they posted photos and like, that's a sign, man. They're going to come out with something soon, an announcement. And uh, Just with another the show, remake that we have to get for PS5. But, like, with the show coming next year, it's, it's it a makes good sense. time. It's a good time to do it. It makes sense. Yeah. I'm excited for it. I For whatever reason, I'm excited for it because I'm a sucker for buying games five times. <laughs> that you are, my friend. PS3, PS4, the DLC, The Last of Us 2, and The Last of Us Remake. That's five Last of Us games, and they only released two. So, <laughs> friggin' not. The director of the Final Fantasy VII remake says we'll be getting Final Fantasy VII news in June. Yeah, pardon my ignorance. I forget his name. He's such a prominent figure, and I forget his name. But he was the literal director of the remake, the Final Fantasy VII remake Part One. He said on a Japanese live stream that we will be getting news next month. So that tells me again, is that June 9th? Is Tetsuya it the big summer game Nomura. Fest? Thank you, Tetsuya Nomura. Um, Nomura-san. So like, do we get it June 9th on Summer Game Fest? Do we get it uh, as its own Final Fantasy VII, you know, dedicated live stream celebration? Because it is the game's 25th anniversary. So like, what do we get? Do we get an Xbox version of part one? Do we get the tease or the announcement of part two? Finally. Two oh years. We, we have to, right? Two years after release of the first one. So you'd figure probably three or four years in development. Um, It's probably going to be late 23. So five year development cycle. That better be a goddamn enough. You have all the assets. You could just use. Uh, 
yeah, I I would expect part two will get announced. Please. Please. And the last story we have in gaming, Codemasters confirmed they're working on a new Need for Speed game. Cool. In the movies, the uh, Top Gun, <laughs> the Top Gun Maverick, which is apparently the movie of the year, uh, is is out now. We have the review. Um, of course, IGN went very IGN on it. Uh, Top Gun Maverick is an out of bounds blast of an of afterburn fumes and thrill seeker highs that's sure to please audiences. Director. I'm sorry, the director doesn't lose any of the nostalgia from the 80s of the movies that were light on reason and huge on chest-beating heroism. I hate this review. I hate the way it's written. It's bullshit. They gave it a 7. So, uh, dude, like, I, you just know they IGN'd it. Dude, I was really, like, am I, when you said, like, they IGN'd it, I was like, okay, so they 7 or 8, but they really gave it a damn 7? Here's the final sentence. Top Gun Maverick is a good old cheesy as hell, silly, heroic entertainment with mile high enthusiasm, a welcome throwback to simpler cinematic times. I bet whoever did that, they're like 24 years old. They never even saw the first one. <laughs> uh, did you hear that it got a five minute standing? Oh, it can. Or the can I, I didn't, but I'm looking at Rotten Tomatoes that it's a 97%. Oh, a 97? IGN must have wrote that. That's uh, nuts. Is that Rotten Tomatoes or Metacritic? This is uh, review aggregate Rotten Tomatoes for critic reviews. How many reviews? Uh, 120. A 97 on 120 reviews? That, dude, that's impressive. They're saying that's that it fucking, blows the... That's better than impressive. That yeah, must be they're saying it tops the original in every way imaginable. That's wow. a direct quote from Pete Hammond. Jesus Christ. I can't wait to watch this movie when it comes out on Blu-ray. Yeah, I, I I might try to make it to theaters. You know, I, you know. Oh, I thought you'd see. be a hundred percent. Yeah, again, Val Kilmer's in it. Ed Harris, John Hamm, Jennifer Connelly, Miles Teller, Tom Cruise, produced by Jerry Bruckheimer. I mean, I think this one's got everything. Dedicated in, uh, they dedicated it to uh, Top Gun director Tony Scott, who died in in uh, two thousand twelve. So I I definitely got to see this movie. I'm I'm hyped. Ooh, here's a good one per Rotten Tomatoes. Actually, via Legendary themselves, reported by Rotten Tomatoes, Apple TV Plus's live-action Godzilla uh, TV series that we talked about a few months ago uh, has its director, Matt Shakeman, who did WandaVision. Oh, Jesus God. (laughs) I don't know if he'll direct every episode, but there's just a little bit there. I mean, hey, I I thought you were going to say they dropped the project, so I'm I'm at least glad to see that they're still moving forward, so I'll, I'll take that as a plus. Well, speaking of drop projects, the Wonder Twins movie has already been canceled. Yeah, again, DC, you know, they have so many characters. And out of everyone, you went to the Wonder Twins. I mean, <laughs> I, I think I, I'd like to think that they're starting to the executives are kind of their people. They're laying people law. People are getting moved around. So I really hope that they get their shit together and, and pick the right project rather than a guy that can turn into a bucket of water. The Wonder Twins would have been a great frogman, like a great small cameo slash. The Wonder part. Twins is something that I would maybe show me in Peacemaker, like yeah, they, like that's James right. Like Gunn can bigger, make it funny, like a Titans thing where Hawk and Dove are like the coolest part of that show for me, and they're the side characters. You know, yeah. Doom Patrol got their own thing, but like that's DC here with the with the Wonder Twins. Put them in something like Peacemaker or this, you know, this Shit, Viola even Davis in, or, thing or, or whatever. Shit, even Doom Patrol, they'd probably work there. Yeah, just that that was the chance here. A, a movie, first of all, is pretty that's rough to think about. Second yep. of all, 
Um, this is completely fine. I have no problem with this. Uh, you know, I almost forgot it existed until I saw it got canceled. <laughs> um, Oceans 11 is getting a prequel film again, not Oceans 8. That is a complete. That was the female led Oceans 11 thing. This is a uh, an Oceans 11 prequel. So the Downey one. Uh, not the Downey, the Clooney one. Uh, one of my favorite movies, by the way. Uh, it's getting a prequel film and Margot Robbie is going to star in it. That is exciting. Yeah, so we don't know if it's going to be 10, 7. We have no idea how far they're going back. But hey, I like you, I did. I love the first one. The next two were, you know, they definitely were, you know, lackluster to say the least. But it, it, again, it moved ahead. Great ensemble cast. Eight and apparently did very well. It was very good, apparently. So oh, was? oh I, I didn't see that one yet. Yeah, um, she'll but, be she'll be Danielle Ocean. Oh, OK. Uh, I was kidding. <laughs> no, I, I would. But if literally if it is, I'd be like, OK, I could see it. Make yeah. it like her cousin or some shit. Yeah. Danielle Ocean and Danielle Ocean. There you go. Um, I don't Works. know. Anything Margot, anything Margot Robbie's in, I'm, I'm down. That's what I'm saying. So now it's just let, let's see what the ensemble is. Let's see who else they cast in this movie. And maybe I'll see it. Not in theaters, but I'll, I'll wait. Sam, let's go into it, man. Our top three favorite things about a carnival. We got our neighborhood carnival back for the first time since 2019. We moved here to this neighborhood as a part of it to go back to that carnival. And then COVID happened. We haven't been able to come to that carnival since we moved back to this neighborhood. We finally went for the first time Wednesday night. I took took my daughter to her first ever carnival, both my girls, to their first ever carnival. She went on rides and ate food and played Plinko and Cherry Bells. Oh, what a great night, Sam. It's back. Hopefully you and I can go tomorrow as well. Let's tidy it up with our top three favorite things about a carnival. I know this this particular game was always, you know, it's at the you know boardwalk. We used to have it. I don't know if we have it here, but it would be the long basketball game. <laughs> the one, you know, the one where they literally bent the rim to literally make it almost impossible to make it, bro. But, you got more girls hanging on you when you're the when when you make that shot, you just hang your hand in there, you just look around and say, "Who's well, coming home?" I'm probably I, I I made the shot once in my life. I'm probably one for like two hundred, and I remember I I got like a giant dog with like a cigar in his mouth stuffed animal. I think it's trash now, but. I, at that time, for that when I did make that shot, I was the man for like a couple of weeks. It's like Marshall and in, in uh in How I Met Your Mother. You want to come home? <laughs> you know, so okay. I, I don't mind spending. I think it was five bucks for two shots or whatever it was. I, I don't mind doing that because I, I always thought that was fun. Games are expensive, dude. We did uh, <laughs> it was five dollars for the crocodiles in a bucket of water and you have a net and you literally just take a crocodile with a net like there's no challenge to it and it costs five dollars and then you open its mouth to see if it says small or large then that's the prize you get there's like one large in the whole bucket and then all the rest are small she's like oh you got a small oh go pick a prize i'm like i spent five dollars for a bubble popping bracelet and my daughter got you that was her she liked it she smiled but dude plinko it said a dollar so I walk up to Plinko. I'm like, there's no way in 2022 with the price of gas and inflation, Plinko's only a dollar. So I said, hey, I'll take $5 worth of balls, please, thinking it's $1 per shot. He goes, all right, you get 30 shots. I said, what? <laughs> what? He goes, you get six shots for a dollar. 
I said, I'll take $4 back, please. Yeah, she's like, you. <laughs> I'll take six shots. So Helena got up on the ladder and did her first Plinko. She boom, boom, boom. That was, she didn't win, but like super fun that things are still affordable. Like Cherry Bells, yeah. four for a buck. Cherry Bells. Oh, I mean, you, it, it's something I feel like that should be that cheap. You know what yeah. I mean? It was cool, man. It was really, really cool. So the other game, though, you know, we shot our, an air rifle. cost $5 for two shots. Guy gave us a nice extra shot because it was she she was shooting. She missed everything. Yeah, <laughs> so she, she, he, she wasn't going to win none. <laughs> he gave her an extra shot and then uh, and then still gave her a prize. So it was oh, cool. I was nice. So it was cool. My five dollars well spent. I spent fifteen dollars for a bubble popper uh, and a uh, uh, little plush. Well, you, if you're going to a carnival, you know you're going to spend some money. We, you're, we you dropped, know that going in. We dropped sixty five. Last That's night. not too bad. That's not too bad. I, th- I thought it'd be worse. Two wristbands. Well, they sold out of pizza, so it would have been eighty. There you go. They sold out of pizza. Uh, my number three, the Gravitron. Um, I don't like rides very much. I'm not, a, I'm not a huge thrill seeker when it comes to that. But like the one ride that I always did and always have nostalgia for, and all the fun times going upside down, crawling next to your friends, holding hands with your girlfriend, the Gravitron. It's gone. They don't have it this year. It's sad. They That's don't even have the outdoor shame. one. The scrambler. That's a damn shame. Yeah. I don't know if it's because it's an indoor thing or just they were sick and tired of people doing that. But yeah. you like you get on this pad and you get magnetized to it. And then the damn thing goes up in the air and down. Like you go all over the place as it spins and spins and spins. It's the coolest ride. But the carnival has a new vendor. I don't know if you if they had this vendor when you went in 19 or if they're new this year. Um, I'll explain I don't know what more. I did two weeks ago. I'll explain it more. My number one, but this new vendor, not great. Yeah, my number two is the Gravitron. That was again, like you. I'm not a huge ride. This and the Scat. Uh, I think it was called the Scat. Yeah, which was the outdoor Gravitron. Yeah, it, it was. It was. This. It just squished you. If you if you went on the inside, you got squished. That was yeah. the. But I always loved that. But the Gravitron. Oh, everyone. We'd always try to pull ourselves off. It was fun as shit. People would go on upside down. People did whatever the hell they want. Now it's. I, it sucks that once you told me that they slimmed down, the first thing I said was, oh, there's no Gravitron. So that's definitely They're already off to a bad start, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm going to I'll wait again until my number one because I have a bone to pick with it. But my number two is good, crappy pizza. Like mm. the nostalgia I have for the Parkwood pizza and the and the St. Anselm Carnival pizza. They were the same pizza. Um is is so heavy and i've been waiting so long and then of course it was sold out last night when i go so i couldn't get any i'm still waiting for my first slice of crap pizza because parkwood doesn't sell it no more i like crappy pizza and so like a good piece of shitty carnival pizza just brings back so many good memories damn now my number one like you, it's food, and I had to go with my funnel cake. I know, I know, I, I know. I don't, I don't eat funnel cake too often, but I was always, I don't know, I don't even know if Miss Leonetti still makes the damn funnel cake, but she Shoot. did it. How about this? How about this? So I roll up, Alicia Anderson, her sister, and all them are there, and I'm talking to Allie's mom. She goes, uh, I said something. I was like, oh, there's a cheesesteak stand now. She goes, well, I just went by the funnel cake. I didn't see Miss Leonetti, so I'm out. How funny is that that you brought that up? She's running the cherry bells. I fucking found her. I found her, dude. Holy shit. Go to do the cherry bells. She's one of the four people doing it. She's like off to the side a little bit. You got to find her. Like, Diane, what's going on? Oh, my God. It was wild that I found her. So, But anyway, she's still there. She's just not rocking the uh, the funnel cake no more. 
Yeah, she I, she was she was always the best one. I always ask her to get the extra powdered extra sugar. Powdered sugar. Extra always, powdered it was sugar. to me. You get that nice and hot. I devour that whole thing. <laughs> it's funny. So the layout now is where the gravitron was right at the end of the driveway. Like you walk up and you would see the first thing you see is gravitron. You don't anymore. They barely have any rides anymore. It's oh, again. I'll get to it. Um, they replaced the the gravitron with a funnel cake stand. And so the first thing you see when you walk up is funnel cake. I told Ashley, I said, if Sam were coming, he'd walk to the end of the driveway, get one, and turn around. He'd be like, all right, I did my thing. I'm out. It's like the well, first I would, thing I would walk you guys and eat my funnel cake. All right, this is, this is what I came here to do. Oh, my basketball thing in here. Up oh, the gravitron in here. This is all I got is my funnel cake. No basketball. Mm-mm. No, it's all I got is a funnel cake. Yeah, no basketball. So my number one is is I'm a dad now, seeing my girl on rides. Um, you know, my my – Nine month old, she's not old enough to do anything except sit in the wagon and shit herself. So mm. like she didn't really know where she was, much less enjoy it. But Helena just went on her first ever rides when we were in South Carolina. So, you know, I, I don't count a carousel, you know, like that. She's been on those before up in Giggleberry Mountain in, in uh Peathers Village. But um seeing her at her first ever carnival, knowing what's going on, being able to communicate, like we went, I took her on bounce houses with slides last night i took her on the carousel twice i took her on the teacups which are now strawberries um she went on the little um the like the truck where you like sit in the truck with a fake steering wheel and it just goes in circles yeah but like she was loving it because she had a buddy sit next to her some new friend she made and she's you know pretending like she's driving and she was having the time of her life and to see her a go on a ride alone Cause yeah. she's, she was a pre like she was damn near premature. She was very, she is very small and you know, so like she doesn't really fit the height requirements from many things in South Carolina. They denied us two rides. So like it was a, it's a lot with, with that and it's pretty emotional. So like to see her, to be able to go on something by herself is a big deal. And to like, see the smile on her face, Ashley took photos. Actually, I took that one photo that she put on Facebook of her in the truck, but like, to see that is just an amazing moment. And I'm so excited that she finally got to experience what Ashley and myself and you and all of us got to do growing mm-hmm. up. And it was so cool to have her back where daddy and mommy and kind of like, I think we probably made out there once. I'm sure when we were kids, <laughs> it happens, you know, park was a place of romance. And so it was, uh, it was great. It was so great to be back, but my bone to pick is with this new company who does the rides and like, I walked in expecting it not to be the same as it was a decade ago. That's the last time I was there was about a decade. And so like, I I didn't think it was going to be the same, but when you have it in your mind, you walk in, there's the Gravitron. And to the left is the thing that goes in circles, but you also spin at the same time and the swings where they go around big high in the air. I love those. They're gone. And so like, okay, well, let me look off to the right where the, um, the nun house or the, the, what's that? The convent where that is. There was yeah. always the uh, the walk through little. Um, what do you call it? A funhouse thing. Nope, that's it's gone. Ah, oh, damn. It's not gone. It's moved and about half the size, and outdoors, completely outdoors now. And then they just put like a slide there, like a slide and a bounce house and the teacups. Right, the teacups are now strawberries, like I said. But there's only four of them, and one's broken. <laughs> and they only let one person or family in a pod. They don't smush you in with other people. I don't know if that's a COVID thing or just a carny thing, but like we were the fifth person in line and we had to wait three rotations 
of the ride before we got on because the one's broken. Then she gets on the truck ride on the last lap. It broke down. It, they look, they look like cheap carnival rides. The Ferris wheel looks like it's going to fall apart. It doesn't look right. So like when you go, if you go, it's different. The rides, there's like, I would say two thirds of what was there as a kid, lots of empty open space. When you go into the, uh, when you go into St. Anselm and you go up the driveway and you go right, and that's where like the parking lot really opens up and where we play out there. Yeah. They used to line that with games and stuff. Yeah. That whole row. Nothing. Nothing's up against the one side of the school. Nothing. A truck is parked there. So like, it's very small. There's no sand art anymore. Um, oh yeah, I, I always used to like that little I, that little tent. Love the little tent with the sand art. Yeah. Helena loves sand art. We get her one wherever there is sand art, and we did. We I, I damn near promised her it, thinking it'd be there. Thank goodness I didn't. And so it's not the same. Although they still charge you like it is fifteen dollar pizza, ten dollar funnel cake, six dollar lemonade. They charge you like it's a big ass event. And by the way, the company that owns the rides also owns the food because I see the logo. I'm not silly. I read the fine print. And We're so old enough story. now to know the difference. <laughs> yeah. So it's a little disappointing. I'm imagining that the vendor probably was much cheaper. Yeah. And when you can't run a carnival for three years, you don't really have the previous year's revenues to help boost that sale. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully it's just a one year thing. But St. Anthem's Carnival, not great this year. Same. Um, all right. Sam, bring us home with your uh, weekly water. Weekly Wada this week, uh, this was the last part of my Turbo from uh, 2021. I got the other one that we did last week, which game I did was Budokai. That's right. This and Budokai came back last week. But this one is Batman Rise of Sinsu. This is for the PlayStation 2. Came back a 9.8 A+. Very, very freaking happy with that grade. This was made and printed in USA with the T rating. This came out in the... 2003, I was freaking in 8th grade, based on the 1997 animation TV series The New Batman Adventures. The first party, why seen with Sony security label and tear strip. Cool thing about this game is Jim Lee actually created the character uh, Sinsu just for this game. It was the first Batman character to debut in a video game, which I was pretty cool. I think he appeared in a... Um, after this, I think it came. He appeared in like a web comic series, and then I believe in 2016 he actually premiered in a comic. Finally, um, again, this was right with the animated series. Everyone came back. Kevin Conroy's Batman, Tara Strong, uh, Lauren Lester was back as as Nightwing, and this was the final Batman game based on the DC animated universe. So this was it. Came out PlayStation Two, Xbox, and I believe GameCube also. Um, I tried to look up sales. I couldn't find too much. I don't think it did great because it didn't earn the greatest hits or player's choice or platinum hits for, you know, PlayStation, GameCube, or Xbox. So I don't think it sold too great. Uh, critics, it, it was kind of mixed. IGN gave it a 6.5 out of 10. Game Informer gave it a straight 5 out of 10. GameSpot, 7.5 out of 10. And Metacritic gave it a 63 out of 100. It's been a lot of years since I played it, but I, I think like a six, seven out of ten seems about right. I I just loved it that it was just the animated series. Everything continued. Um, I know when I did have my PlayStation Two, I did have it. I beat it with the pile, but you know when P- the PS3 came out, you know like I did what a lot of people traded in, trade everything to get the PS3. So 
I don't have a, a lot of my PS2 stuff. So to, to track down, when I bought the raw copy of this, I got it for a, a song and a dance. So to, to get it to really come back in a 988 plus, that's a steal. It's it's not going anywhere. I'm not going to sell this for a long, probably for a damn long, long time. This is staying with me. Now, once WADA will accept Game Gear games, I have the Batman Adventures for Game Gear. And then once that's um, encased by WADA, I'll have every game that, associated with batman the animated series in case in wada and all but one is sealed besides the uh, batman uh batman the animated series for game boy so that's my growl that's the only one i have to hunt down there's only one on the census so my chances aren't good but you know i did hear that there were a couple sold that one game in- invention i think it was somewhere in canada so i got a couple of my buddies hunting it for me so hopefully we can track it down i can complete my run and i can just relax and hopefully not buy any more games. But that was your weekly WADA, Batman Rise of Sinso. Nice, man. Nice. Um, all right, everybody. That was episode 283. Next week, we are going to have Better Call Saul impressions of the – well, review, I should say, of the entire first half of the season, part one. They did not write this final season in two parts. They wrote it as one thing. So – this last episode, who knows, since it was never written to end here for a month and a half, it's just going to. So it's going to be crazy. I'm excited. The way they're going, whew, I can only imagine what Wex and Co. is going to get into this mm-hmm. week. So got a lot to talk about. 285 after, or 285, yeah, after that's going to have Stranger Things and Obi-Wan and Oh my gosh, so many things we're going to be able to talk about. Cannot wait. And then we'll be rolling into our, again, no E3 this year, but everything's still happening. So our Summer Game Fest and Xbox Showcase and Nintendo Direct right after that and Strikers and God, cannot wait. And the boys and so much stuff. So you, if you're new to the pod, you are at the best possible time to be a listener. If you're a longtime listener, we're going to keep on rolling through the summer. We cannot wait to do it. And we'll start next week with episode... 284. Get the water twist the fuck out of here. DC, wake up. Hey.